listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonçalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 20th of September 2022. Uh, later, the Reserve Bank continuing to suggest we'll see smaller interest rate rises, but does the market believe it? But first, uh, we're going to take a look at Japan, which is the world's third largest economy, because inflation there rose at an annual pace of just 2.8%. It's still climbing, though. It's an important trading partner with Australia. So as inflation continues to rise, what will happen with interest rates? For more I spoke earlier with Hong Kong-based economist Janu Chan. Janu, Japan's inflation, it's at an eight-year high, but at 2.8%, it really trails the rest of the world. Australia, for example, 6.1%. Why? Well, Japan's inflation rate has been much lower than other developed countries for some time. One of the reasons is demographics. Uh, It's got a declining population, uh, so that brings down economic activity and therefore inflation. Uh, but it's also the wage-setting structure and the labour market over there. Um, it's set up in a way in which it's kept wage growth quite low and uh, that's led to uh, you know, persistently lower inflation outcomes. Recently, though, inflation has risen, uh, much like everywhere else in the world, uh, and it's it's a similar story, a h- higher higher energy costs are feeding through to higher prices in the economy. So does it justify its central bank not lifting rates? Because we're seeing uh, central banks around the world going 50 basis points, jumbo 75 basis point increases, yet we've got the central bank in Japan going, hey, you know, let's not lift interest rates because, you know, I think that they're saying that the economy is not doing too well, even though the inflation rate's not as as strong as the rest of the world. It's a really tricky question. For a long time, the Bank of Japan has maintained that these sort of price pressures are temporary. Uh, But that's the same idea that central banks have used last year and have had to quickly turn around to uh, stem inflationary pressures, which have you know, become a lot more broader than what and more long-lasting than what they initially thought. Uh, look, the Bank of Japan is still holding firm on its commitment for easy monetary policy, and while it's concerned about the outlook for growth, and I think to the extent that wage growth has been remained quite low, I, I think they're, they're going to stand pat. And it's actually going to be really hard for the Bank of Japan to shift to a tighter policy now because it will disrupt financial markets quite significantly. Uh, it's got it's adopted yield curve control. It's capped its yield target, 10-year bond yield, at 0.25%, basically. Uh, and we know in Australia exiting from that kind of policy has... Uh, a, a lot of issues. Uh, it can create it creates a, a bit quite a lot of disruption in bond markets and potentially currency markets. So a shift in policy by the Bank of Japan is going to lead lead to yields shooting up quite quite a lot, and the yen would dramatically appreciate. And so the the Bank of Japan is really mindful of that, and we need to be prepared for that if it does want to. Uh, you know, change its policy from its current setting. Give us an economics in Japan 101, right? 
Why should we care? Um, how is Japan's economy linked to the rest of the world, especially here in Australia? Well, Japan is the third largest economy in the world. It's very integrated in the world economy. Uh, the downturn under un, underway, engineered by tighter monetary policy and all the economic issues in China, that's going to affect Japan as well. Uh, it ex- exports a lot of things. Um, we, you know, Australia gets uh, a, lot of car, uh, a lot of cars from Japan, um, and you know, Japan's also a very popular tourist destination, like and and vice versa. So. It, you know what happens in Japan obviously affects the world significantly, and whatever's going on in the world is affecting, going to affect Japan significantly. Um, if the world does go into recession, there is a reasonable risk that Japan will enter one as well. That is Janu Chan there from Hong Kong. She is a senior economist now. Uh, as we await US interest rates uh, and that decision later this week, the Australian share market rose today. The S&P ASX 200 up 1.3%, 6,806. For more, I spoke earlier with Azim Sharif. He is from CMC Markets. Yeah, so today was great. So uh, the US markets had an awesome time today, especially off the back of last week's CPI numbers. So anywhere between the 0.7 to about 1.1% uh, rise or rally across the three major uh, indexes uh, or indices in, in the US. So that obviously had a, a domino effect onto the Aussie market. Um, the banks did quite well in the US, uh, but also the material sector is literally what's driving the markets today. Um, and, and that's pretty much why the, uh, the ASX is making its uh, gains largely from the material sector. Let's go into more detail. Which stocks or sectors are driving the gains and why? Yeah, so, you know, like I mentioned in the previous one, so material sector is, is the main one. Uh, and the reason for, the, for that is, is there's newfound uh, optimism around lithium stocks. So lithium stocks, that, or the price for lithium actually has reached record highs. Um, and that's off the, off the renewed optimism from China as well. You know, uh, Chinese, um, the economy is starting to open up a little bit. All the demand is starting to fall back. Uh, but the, the economy itself is opening up and that's lifting lithium prices because the expectation is when China comes out, they're going to be asking for more lithium or at least, you know, for production purposes, et cetera. And that's going to drive the, the prices high. And of course, Australia is the home for uh, top quality, uh, top grade lithium. And that's why lithium stocks have been making that rise uh, over the course of today. Um, and that's pretty much what's driving the materials sector. Uh, on this, on, on a secondary to that, the energy sector as well is, is what's driving um, the ASX as well, largely. That's off, just off the back of a, a slight rise in oil prices overnight. But there's been also uh, a miss with OPEC Plus uh, missing their expectations or supply expectations. And obviously, if there's not enough supply, which means there's a lot of demand, and when there's higher demand, the oil prices go higher. So we're starting to see that flow on. Uh, into our energy stocks, you know, with Whitehaven Coal and New Hope as well. And uh, from from what I understand, New Hope came out with their earnings results today and they beat expectations. Um, and that's obviously because they had a stellar year last year. So that's given a bit of optimism to the energy sector uh, today as well. Okay, let's talk about what's really driving the market at the moment, interest rates. The Reserve Bank today in its uh, board meeting minutes released today, suggesting again it may scale back the size of rate rises from 50 basis points to 25 basis points. Um, Of course, it's saying that it's dependent on the data coming out. But 
what, what's the market actually thinking? Because it's also coming at a time where interest rates around the world are rising, but even quite aggressively. So when we're talking about interest rates rising, say in the US or, or, or in Europe or in the UK, they're talking about jumbo rate hikes. All of a sudden, the market here or, or the, the Reserve Bank here is suggesting smaller rate hikes. Yeah, and it's a very valid point you mentioned there, Ricardo. So, you know, in, in my humble opinion, uh, you know, people are talking about the Fed pivot in the US, and I don't even know why. You know, inflation's still high. Nothing's changing. We're still on that roller coaster going upwards. The RBA is the same as well. Um, inflation is still relatively high, you know, for our economy, at least. There is no particular signs of slowing down. Inflation is still quite high. Um, yes, unemployment rate ticked up a little bit, but the labor market is still quite tight. So there's a lot more room for the RBA to continue with their aggressive rate hikes. Uh, the bank also, sorry, the RBA also came out with their liaison program uh, earlier on. They made some comments around that saying that consumers are still not getting the full effects of the rate hikes, which means that they can still afford what they can. Um, and that just means that inflation is going to continue, uh, you know, in, in the trajectory it's going to go. And they are still suggesting by, I, I believe it is uh, about mid next year, 2023, that inflation is going to peak around seven uh, and a half or seven and three quarters. So we're only at about 6.1% annual rate. So we still got a good one and a half percent to go inflation. So I don't see why they're talking about, you know, 25 basis points. I The market is pricing completely something different. They are very aggressive. The market is very aggressive. Just to give you a number, uh, the market is still pricing a, a terminal rate of 3.9% in July 2023, right? And we're at 2.35. So that's another one and a half percent to go, um, you know, plus the 50 points, say, from uh, from next meeting. So there's still a lot to go. Market's very aggressive. Uh, the RBA, you know, basically stating the obvious saying, yes, we're getting closer to that uh, normal rate, which is great news, but there's still a long way to go. Consumers have not shown any uh, slowdown in, in purchasing uh, credit, still hasn't shown any slowdown in, in obtaining credit. So there's no real indicators for us to slow down in 25 to 25 basis points. So I believe we should still continue that trajectory of 50 points. Um, but the market is probably a bit too aggressive around that 3.9 being terminal, but I still there on. I, I believe the market is, has the right mindset that we still need to be aggressive, and for probably for a little bit longer. Um, and given that the new monthly CPI numbers are coming out, I believe end of this month, that'll give us a good indication as to how uh, inflation is going month on month, and whether there is a bit of room to maybe bump it down, maybe in in November or December's uh, meeting. Finally, and very quickly, the big one is the U.S. Federal Reserve. I think the decision comes out on Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Australia time. How important is this meeting later this week and why? Correct. It, look, it's going to be very important. Um, unfortunately for the Australian market, we're all either going to be sleeping or enjoying the time off, you know, for the Queen's Memorial Day. Um, but in saying that, though, it is a big one. Uh, and, and obviously what that means for the market is, uh, you know, CPI is still very high. Uh, expectations are another 75 basis points market is pricing at about 80 90 percent chance of that happening there is a small about 18 to 20 percent chance of uh, the 100 basis points uh, but that's unlikely at this stage minimum we can expect 75 basis points um, but that is obviously very important for us to know because you know inflation the core inflation number ticked higher in the us um, so it's not showing any signs of inflation going back down it is decelerating which is good to see but it's not going back down yet. So the, uh, the Fed need to continue their path of rate hikes, still continue being aggressive. Um, and the thing is that markets are not fully pricing in that recession yet. We saw the FedEx CEO come out, uh, I think, I believe it was the end of last week, saying, you know, US are going to head into a recession. 
FedEx obviously being a massive logistics company, if people are not buying, the company's not going to make uh, money. And they're suggesting that consumer demand is going to go down for products and services. Therefore, a recession is nearby. Um, and we're probably going to see what happens in Q4 and, uh, and Q1 next year. So that's, that's why this, uh, this rate hike is very important. Um, and it's going to give us a, a bit of a, a guidance as to what the next few rate hikes will be, especially for the Australian market as well. That's Azeem Sharif there from CMC Markets. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music